This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Tuesday, October 11th. And uh, Mark, we are here trying to help people navigate these turbulent markets. Are you ready to call the bottom or the top of the market, Mark? Are we now doomed or are we saved? Oh, I have no idea. I wish I knew, but I have no idea. I love when people tell me that like their broker told them blankety blank blank. I'm like, oh yeah, your broker knows. Sure. Sure. I'm sure that that's the case. Is his name Bernie? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I love it when financial professionals are smart enough to say to their clients, I have no idea where the market is going. I just know over the long term what works. That's really the issue, right? And if you're getting freaked out by gyrations, you probably just shouldn't look because there's going to be a lot more gyrations this year. I don't think that there's any doubt about that in my mind, at least. If you've got a financial question, the easiest thing to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and there you will see a little button that says contact us. Click on that button and complete the form. If you want to join us on the air, then you just check the box off. That is what Julie and Julian did. They are a lovely couple joining us from Boston. Hello, Julie, and hello, Julian. How are you guys this morning? Well, thank you. Uh, who's the instigator of doing this, by the way? Which one of you is the one who said, let's just do it? That was me. Thank you. I had a feeling. So, Julie, tell us what's going on. So we both work in tech, and um, it's pretty common for for us to have a large part of our income um, or total compensation in stock units. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I have more than 50% supposedly of my comp in stock units, but the stock itself is down about 80%. Um, yeah, it's tough to digest, but it's also tough to do any sort of planning. Uh, for the most part, I've been ignoring that we have this income, but you know that's, that's kind of getting in the way. So wait a second, Julie, just explain to us. So you're 
your base compensation is paid in cash and then bonus in in stock or how do, how do they distribute it to you? So we have a percentage of our total compensation, which is for me about 50 in, in cash. And the rest of it is in stock units that are paid out quarterly. Okay, got it. And what is the cash compensation right now? Um, for me, it's 190. 190. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Julian, are you in the same situation where your compensation is both in cash and some sort of restricted units or stock? No, but it may be very soon. Why are you switching jobs? Switching jobs or, or uh, promotions will mm. also, uh, you know, reallocate the yeah the distribution. Okay, so right now, what is your compensation, Julian? I'm at one sixty, one six zero full cash. Okay, and where do you think it's going to go? Like, what what's your expectation if? Either you got a promotion or you left it. Where, where do, what do you think the cash versus the stock component, what's it going to look like? It would go more to like my wife's. Well, let's look at where you are right now. Let's just pretend because if you got a raise or did something, you still probably are going to get some sort of base of a good number. So now tell us on your combined income, which just let's talk about cash. Forget about the stock for a second. How do you guys feel the cash flow looks based on that cash composition? It's good that because that's uh, three hundred and fifty total, so right? And so happy. that's enough for you guys in terms of like the way you've chosen to live. For now, I think if we wanted to purchase a house um, and we had a mortgage payment, it may may not be the best. Hmm. We may not be able to save as much as we do. Are you guys um, renting right now? Yes. What's mm-hmm. the rent cost? Subject to change uh, at various times. Right, right now we pay twenty six, but we're 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 about to move and deciding what to do. Obviously, rents are rising or have been rising. What do you think you're going to have to pay going forward? It, it could be somewhere between three and four. All right, let's say four. Kids or no kids? We want kids. Okay, but not yet. <laughs> you, Mark, should I be worried that Julian answered that quickly and Julie was silent? Okay. So let's talk a little bit more. How old are you guys? Uh, like uh, early 30s. Do you guys have any debt that's outstanding? I, I mean, maybe uh, school loans or something, anything like that? No debt. No debt. Okay. So now tell us a little bit about the contributions you're making to both your retirement and non-retirement accounts. Tell us what you're doing for saving and investing. We maximize our 401ks, we maximize our Roth IRA, and also we have HSAs. Once you do that, is there money left over for any other investing, like a brokerage account? Yeah, we have a brokerage. We have one, 190 in our brokerage. Oh, good. What, how are you investing that? It's mostly uh, long-term mutual funds. Okay. Funds. You guys are managing it yourselves? We're managing it ourselves. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about these stock units. So, Julie, how I know you said that the stock is down dramatically. That happens from time to time, which is why it's so good that you're not counting on that stock or RSU compensation to live your life. So, already I'm very happy that you're not saying, like, because my stock is down, I can't do all the things I want to do. So how much money do you have in company stock or or vested RSUs right now? $20,000. Okay. 
So Julie, will you sort of, let's wind the clock back a year when the technology sector was flying high. What were you thinking? What was your game plan then? Because clearly, you know, you had a hundred grand probably. And what was the plan? What were you thinking about? And how did you treat this part of your compensation? At that time, I think I still treated it the same way. I thought we could, I could cash it out for a down payment if we needed it or mm-hmm. cash it out and put it in a brokerage. That's what I had been doing mm-hmm. with anything I had. I mean, there's nothing has really changed except that you may or may not want to buy a home. What's your, what is the game plan? So you're going to sign a lease and your costs will rise. I don't think it's going to really change your life. You might be able to put a little bit less money in your brokerage account, but besides that, I don't think your life's going to change. Just a last couple of questions. Uh, just a cash or an emergency reserve for you guys. What do you have floating around? We have six months uh, emergency money and we also have about 200 in case we want a down payment. Oh, you were hiding the 200 grand. So you have that. <laughs> How is that? Be, where do you have that parked? It's just in a savings account. Well, I mean, as soon as you sign a lease for whatever term it's going to be, whether it's one or two years, you could do something more with that cash, right? Just to give you a little bit more um, flexibility um, in terms of rates. I just found that the uh, there's one-year CDs right now. Mark, I don't know if you looked at this recently. 3%. That's kind of better than what you're getting in your crapo savings, right? Yeah. That, and that's just a one-year CD. And if you go to a – check this out. This is fascinating. If you go into an 18-month, I don't know if you can get as good. You can get some stuff online that's a little bit more – two years. If you're going to sign a two-year lease, you can pop some of the money in there. It doesn't change that much for a 24-month, weirdly, but I don't know. There's some opportunities for you. So let's, we can get some of that cash, you know, making a little bit more money. Okay. What else am I forgetting? How about through your employers, you have HSAs. Do you have, do you have some life insurance on one another's lives? We do. We have life insurance. I think we're insured up to 300 per person. So, I mean, obviously, if you were to have kids, you'd need more probably, but you can test that out, you know, as you get closer to that point. What about estate documents? Just a simple will, power of attorney, healthcare proxy, got anything like that? No. no. What about through your employers? Do they have any estate planning assistance? Because some firms are now giving like legal, like the same way they give you money towards healthcare, they'll give you legal services. Do you have anything like that? Actually, there is a very little bit. We should you don't, you don't really need a very little bit. You literally need a will that says uh, they're called sweetheart wills. I leave you everything. You leave me everything. And then a simple health care proxy and a simple durable power of attorney. Boom, you're done. You could probably do it all online. All right. So let's get that done. Let's face it. People have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. 
and their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Okay, Mark, what are we going to do about this crazy compensation that they, Julie and Julian, have to deal with? What What's the suggestion here? I was just going to ask one other question. Did you get the, um, I was curious about the numbers for the retirement plans. Did we get that? No, I didn't. Thank you, Mark. What are the retirement plan numbers? So 401ks, how much is in there? It's Combined a- to 20,000. 220,000. Roth. 36,000. Yeah. Okay. HSAs. Six. About six. Okay. Plus 200 in a brokerage, plus 200 in cash. It's all good. 190 in brokerage. Don't don't give them. I round up. Plus. <laughs> yeah. So they got a lot of money for their early 30s, right? What are we going to have to pay for a house? A lot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So can I give a guess of what like what you're looking at? Is it somewhere around one three? Yeah. Yes. First time. Yeah. Okay. So that's good because you have the money to do it. Are you still putting money away for this um, for the house purchaser? Is like. Is your idea that two hundred's fine and we'll pull from the brokerage if we need to? What's your what what's your hope on that part? We're gonna keep saving um, mm-hmm. to get us up to where we need to be. Where do you really want to be at two fifty? Yeah, twenty percent down. Okay, so we want two fifty, two sixty. You probably really are going just so we are all on the same page, Mark. I think they have two hundred. I think they need three hundred because I think it's. Not only the down payment, but there's costs, there's moving, and houses take something like furniture. Uh, you know, you have to actually furnish it. So, if we say that you want to get to three hundred thousand, you would be there right now. Like, if you found something fantastic right this second, you could pull the trigger. You'd blow out of the brokerage account, right? You wouldn't want to. I know that, but you could. So, if something fell in your lap, you could do it. The thing is that you'll have to really be careful about the mortgage because you're going to have a jumbo mortgage. You're probably going to want an adjustable rate and try to drive the cost down during, you know, the next five or seven years. And then you'll have to refinance, you know, during that period of time. Not the worst thing in the world, right? It really wouldn't be. And maybe when you refinance, by the way, maybe just maybe there could be a chance that the technology sector has bounced back. Maybe the stock is worth more at that time. And, you know, you'll have different choices about what to do around your mortgage. And not that I think you should pay it down, but if that's something that would give you greater comfort, like if the stock went bananas on the upside, there's some case to be made that you take some of that and you reallocate it into brokerage. But if it really made you nuts to have a big, huge mortgage, like you're going to have a million dollar mortgage, it's real. You then could potentially pay it down if you refinance in the future, but not necessarily. All right. So Mark, how are they doing? You think they're on track? 
Yeah, they're definitely on track. It's just a, you know, a question of <laughs> what they do with this stock. I mean, I can I get both sides of it. You know, if she's kind of not even thinking about that money and it's like, yeah, it's just there whatever, then, you know, she's probably inclined to just kind of ride it out and see if it comes back a little bit. Is that what you're is that what the goal was? Is that sort of what you're thinking, Julie? And before this, were you selling at intervals like at, at generalized intervals? I was when it was close to what you know, the company was evaluating it at, um, I would sell mostly when it vested and just put everything in the brokerage. That's actually good because that I would be, I would be very uh, much in favor of you having some sort of just a, a regular practice where you say, okay, this is how I handle it. So you were doing that previously. You're not doing it immediately. Although I hate market timing, I kind of agree. I mean, when the stock's down by 80%. You don't have to tell us what stock it is because, of course, 80 could also go, it could be zero. They could go broke. But you don't need the money. And the 20 grand, I think, is I'm comfortable with you rolling the dice a little bit. That was going to be my answer. I did not expect that to be your answer. Sometimes I like to surprise you all. I did this um, with my girlfriend. She works for a big Wall Street bank. And when she, you know, I remember during the financial crisis and the stock of the company was, you know, practically zero. I said, well, you know, we'll get the tax right off if it really goes bankrupt, which is not what I suspect for you guys. Now, Julian, when you get your new gig, what, so what do you think is going to happen? You're going to get a raw, a, a, an increase in your cash compensation, and then you'll also start getting bonus in company stock? That's right. They'll offer something like that. You feel good about that? Like, I mean, you're going to, as, as far as I'm concerned, you live your lives based on your cash compensation. You ignore the other. That's what I think. And then when times are normal, not like when the stock's down 80%, you do have a practice where you regularly sell it off. You pay whatever taxes do. You put that in the brokerage account, you reallocate, boom, you're done. I think that's kind of the game plan. And that's how you live your life. For anyone else listening, I do believe this is incredibly important that your day-to-day expenses cannot be funded by bonuses or stock rewards. They just can't be. You have to live your life pretending it doesn't exist. I hope you guys can find yourselves a home. I like the game plan. You've done a great job of saving and investing. So we're on board with you. So keep doing what you're doing. Stay in touch with us. If you find a house, we can certainly help you navigate the the different choices around mortgages. So definitely stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. All right. If you are like Julie and Julian, maybe your compensation is changing. Maybe you're considering a new job. Maybe you're thinking about a new house. So many things on their on their horizon. It's amazing. Get in touch with us. We'd love to bring you onto the program. Go to jillonmoney.com, click contact us. Right next to the contact us button is a brand new button. It is a poll. Please take our poll. It is exactly two questions. At least it is as we record this. And uh, it, it will help us craft the next expansion of the Jill on Money universe. It really will. So uh, check it out. Everything is at jillonmoney.com, where you can also pre-order the new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. You can follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast. And you can also find our other program, which is called Jill on Money. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every single Friday. So excellent. Mark does that. And it's fantastic. Mark, who's Mark? He is the co-host and the executive producer. We're distributed by Paramount Global, and we drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. We would really love it if you could do something nice for someone else today. We'll make that person feel better, and it will make you feel better. Curiosity, compassion, community. 
Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.